There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minion! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Kind of love it. <coughs> Lock, talk, I mean, radio. All the music stuff I had, I couldn't make us an intro right now. You can't talk until after the Then we can't hear you. It's very fitting. like to, I know. You're being very dictator-like. <sighs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU <laughs> Instant Reaction Review. And I'm not being a dictator. No? No, that would be all right. This week, we're doing uh, our review of The Dictator, and we're also going to have uh, one of uh, the writers at RU Screening, Christopher Lomanak, is going to call in at some point and give us his Instant Reaction Review of Battleship. And we, once again, are not really instantly reviewing this, <laughs> but actually it's kind of a, a neat twist because he is, right? because he really did just see Battleship, so he's going to be calling in, or at least that's the story. So it's not false that. advertising. We have an instant reaction. It's just not ours. Right. Okay. All so right. Well, that works. Uh, and you know what? Actually, before <laughs> we start, I wanted to just throw out, since I have this opportunity here. I, I want to give a quick plug to the History Channel's Hatfields oh. and McCoys, which is coming out because uh, I, I've seen it and yep. it's really, really good. So just the quick, that's Memorial Weekend. It's I think it airs the 28th, 29th, and 30th. Um, and it it is really good. It's funny. We were in the theater getting ready to see The Dictator, and we weren't talking about family stuff or movies. We were talking about this show. Right. And I haven't seen it yet. I've seen the spots and, you know, all the stuff that's being pro- promoted for it. I thought it looked really good. Right. So it, I'm it, looking forward to it. It's really good. So I just wanted to throw it out. <clears throat> anyway, that's not, you know, like a sponsored ad or anything. I just... I really, I really liked it. I was really surprised how much I liked it. That History Channel blazer you've been on looks really great. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Right. So the dictator. Now, um, to kick off the dictator, here's here's how it came to me to kick this off. It's funny because we were driving away from the theater, and my review of the dictator could kind of be summed up just in the fact that what I was thinking when I was driving away was, I wish I saw Battleship. I wish we'd have, I wish we'd have gone to Battleship. Yeah. <clears throat> and I have no interest in seeing Battleship whatsoever. But Right. Strangely enough, and it'll be interesting to hear what Christopher has to say, um, all yesterday, uh, because it was a great day where we live, there were all kinds of people out and about, there was a festival I was attending, and I was running into all kinds of uh, friends and, and acquaintances, and they were all talking about how much fun, well, not all of them, excuse me, that's a little bit of hyperbole, but most of them were talking about how much fun and just an easy summer movie Battleship was. Wow. And I had to tell them, that's great, I just saw The Dictator. and So we know about your friends, basically, the people you run into. Well, we have basically the same friends, so <laughs> nice, way, nice way to put that off on me, but I'll take it, okay. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I just, this was such a weird movie for me to sit through, and uh, I think I want to start by saying, even though I'm kind of a self-professed film snob, uh-huh. but I do you know, give movies a chance, obviously, but I should just say, I think, before we completely you know, ream this movie, <laughs> right, that, I mean, I saw Borat, there were lots of parts of that movie uh-huh. that I thought were hilarious. Yeah, I didn't exactly love the movie or anything. It's not really something that I probably would watch again. And even Bruno, there were some parts. That one was a little weird for me. Yeah. But but still, there were some parts that were really funny. So it's not like you know we're anti Sasha Baron Cohen or anything, or you know don't like any of his movies. And we went to see another one just so we could hate it or something like that. Right. I, I actually really got at least a entertaining time out of the first two. Right. And this one was. I don't know. It like lost me at hello or something. Yeah. It, it was so weird. And even parts that were kind of funny, it's still it's like they were so 
few and far between and in the middle of such crazy nonsense right. that you could hardly get anything out of it. You, you almost felt bad for liking parts of it. I remember when we were watching the movie, <laughs> the, there were a couple parts where I was like, that was funny. And, right. and you looked over at me and were like, whatever. <laughs> well, I know it's, it's, it's built on, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen's films are, for the most part, built on uncomfortable humor. You know, he makes a he makes a, a, a racist Chinese joke, which, like what you said, was one of the funnier parts of the film. And then you realize you're like, yeah, that was funny, but really, it's not funny to laugh at that. You know, it, right. it, it is that it is that duality that kind of is one of the things that makes him um, an interesting artist. You know, right. but and when it works, it's it's really on, and when it doesn't, it's really really off. Yeah, it's very strange. <clears throat> okay, so now in the uh, you know preview to this and the introduction to this that uh-huh. is on the website and everything, uh, I did put out there that there are going to be some clips from Ben Kingsley, and after we watched it, I actually added another one. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. Because um, I just had to I had to get this one out, because I had heard it, and I had even talked to you about it. Okay. Um, and now that I've seen it, I'm really interested. I, I didn't think it was all that big a deal, so this is Ben Kingsley talking about how he got involved, okay. sort of, with the movie. So, we're going to Turn this on, and hopefully it'll work. I was a huge fan before I met him on the set of Hugo, uh, in which he gives a gorgeous performance, and we got to know each other better and uh, like each other a lot, respect each other a lot. And then he sent me this great script of The Dictator, which I I read, and uh, I it was just very, very funny. So now, see, the reason I wanted to play that right now is mm-hmm. I am convinced there's some other version of this script <laughs> that, right. that got Ben Kingsley involved. Right. Draft one, the funny one. Uh, yeah, right. and and it went through lots of revisions and lots of... I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen's so big on the improv and everything right. that he has to come up with a script for this. It's sort of the the gig. right. But then once you get into filming, you know that every scene he does, by the time it's over, it's probably, you know, eight ways of different right. thing from what started happening or, or something. Right. And then, you know, some idea of one scene gave him some other idea and while they're he's just like too locked into improv, I think. Yeah. That you know, to stick with something and just do it. I mean, there have also been lots of other interviews where people are talking about the improv that's gone on. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know, because I just can't believe, uh, I refuse to believe that Beg Kingsley read the script that we actually saw. Right, that that and was said, the script and, and was said, like, I'm on. And said, this is hilarious, right? right? And said, I-, I have to be in that movie. And uh, so, okay, here's another one. And because I, I want to actually play this one, because I think, Ben Kingsley talking about being in this movie and Sacha Baron Cohen is kind of interesting. Despite how much I dislike this film, he still says things which it's kind of funny because I'm sort of forced to agree with. But this one one ends interestingly. So this is actually Ben Kingsley and it's a response to a question just about Sacha Baron Cohen in general. Okay. Sometimes with some great comedy stars, they just put in a bit because it's their shtick. It's what they're good at doing. So they'll sing a song or they'll do a particular fall, or Sasha never does that. He is actually in character first, and Sasha Baron Cohen second in this film. So that everything we do is, is serving uh, the, 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 that great narrative because this film has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It is, it's a story uh, which keeps the audience glued, and it's a story punctuated, full of, you know, decorated with, underpinned by the greatest laughs I've ever heard in a cinema. So, now, see, this one wow, leads... That's, that's a bold statement. This, this is what we were talking about. This one leads me to believe that he was not around a lot of the other scenes that he's not in <laughs> and had not seen yeah. a final cut of the movie. Right. Because it's just not true. 
I mean, it, it's such a bold statement to make, and every once in a while you get you get actors of you know prominence and just actors that are coming up. They just they say these things, and you you always get a sense if they're on a junket that their their job is to promote the film. Their job is to hype the movie. You know, you don't often see them out to sabotage their own film. Right. Um, so that immediately seems like something that he would say in a press junket. But I've seen Sir Ben Kingsley do junkets before. That just doesn't sound like he's towing the company line. That actually sounded like he just felt that way. No, because he actually, he was very he actually doesn't it. do that, really. Yeah. I he's mean, just if he said it, that's probably how he felt. I, I've seen him in some movies that I thought were maybe not that great. And he mm-hmm. doesn't say anything negative about the movie. Right, but he doesn't step up. But he will say, <laughs> right. you know, he will say what everyone's going to say yeah. about the movie, what you can't avoid saying. But he doesn't say, you know, this is the greatest movie there ever was every time he's in a movie. Right. Well, I mean, he does He does actually say something that's the genesis of one of my big problems with the movie, is that, you know, Sasha has, that this film has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that he stayed in character throughout the whole thing. The problem with that is this doesn't necessarily seem to be um, his real strength. Right. His strength is to be always in character and engage people who don't know that he's someone else. Right. And to be filming that in like a faux documentary style, whether he's Ali G or Borat or whomever. The problem is, you know, now he's gotten just famous enough. Or, you know, I'm not going to take credit away from him. He's too famous now to do that kind of rogue man on the street, you know, you don't recognize me. People now may not recognize him and be able to name him, but they'll say, hey, aren't you that guy? So he can't do those movies He'd have to be seriously in costume at this point or something. He he can't easily do these movies anymore. Um, I'm not saying it's an impossibility, but, you know, so he's gone the route of, hey, let's tell a narrative. Let's tell it with a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it's it's alien to him. He doesn't seem to know how to do that. And it's right. totally, if you put this up against, for example, Borat, um, and they have a lot of things in common, thematically and and you know, narratively even, um, the film that is more Lucy Goose kind of you know the version of Jackass comedy style, which is Borat, versus a structured narrative like this. And this fails on pretty much every level. He just doesn't do that great with it. And it's it's interesting that. You know, Ben Kingsley said that um, you really want to often play to the strengths of, you know, who your star is going to draw. And Cohen's strength is his improv. It's not right. It's not the structure that he's given to this film. And that really hurt this movie. Well, and, you know, go, going back to that first soundbite that we listened to. Very cool incorporating the soundbites in. I, I love all the new uh, developments that were thrown well, out. Whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Anyway, (laughs) uh, you know, going back to that one where he's talking about the script, I mean, I'm actually, it's funny, but I'm actually serious. You want to see it, yeah. I I swear there's got to be a a version of the script, and not only that, but I can really easily imagine a version of the script where, you know, you could propose a funny thing in the script to this movie. What actually became the movie out of that is right. is just not funny, but the theory behind the movie is pretty funny right. and could be a good movie. And I think like uh, we actually were talking about before, where this movie somehow seems to go wrong is that like you were talking about his strengths is doing this improv, but mm-hmm. his strengths of doing these characters is – always to go too far it's yeah. like that's what is funny about what he does is that he goes too far i mean if you had borat and he you know did these little scenes with people and then and you know just kind of like let it go or something right. or you know didn't keep pushing and pushing and keep doing it and doing it and doing it right it wouldn't be funny right that's where he gets his humor and now that he's in this scripted material there were so many things in the movie, even a couple that we mentioned uh, before when we were talking about it, that it's just it's it goes too far. He doesn't know how to not go too far, yeah. even when he has some funny things. Like like one of the things that you mentioned was when he's trying to come up with the fake name, and wow, that's such a hard scene. And yeah. he and he looks around the room at signs that right. are that are in this <laughs> restaurant, and he just tries to. 
mispronounce things and pretend it's a name. And it's like one of them is like maximum occupancy or whatever. Employees must wash hands or something like that. And if he'd have done that like once or maybe twice, twice, maybe twice, it would have been funny when he first when it first happened. It was it's still it's not the funniest thing ever, but it's no, still, it, it was fun. it was kind of a funny gag when it first started. Right, and then it just kept happening and it kept happening and right. it kept happening and and it does not translate the same as and, as yeah his other sticks where pushing it is what's funny and it just doesn't get funny yeah i mean exactly it just doesn't you don't finally break down like wow he's done this so many times it's that, weirdly that, funny that, now again. it's hilarious like right. it doesn't have a half life like that it no. just it was funny a minute and then it's gone right and it, you know something like borat or whatever yeah it it's the fact that he keeps going and you can't believe that he keeps going right really <clears throat> And then it does become funnier because he'll even right. there are parts of Borat that it's kind of not funny at first, right? And then it's just it keeps it, happening, yeah. And it's like better it just funnier. It's built yep. into the fact that he's keeps pushing. Yep. And here there were so many times there was uh, there, there's the scene with the woman delivering a baby, yeah. Which another another reason that. I really kind of got turned off to this was there were so many scenes like that one that were clearly just some kind of idea that we had for something we thought that was funny. Right. But does not really fit into the script. Right. So it was like we took these two pages of this scene and just, you know, randomly shoved them into the shooting script. Yep. And said, that's where it'll be in the movie. Because it doesn't make any difference where it is. No, this could happen anymore. It's just some random useless gag and we wanted to do it right i right. mean i suppose if you're really trying to think about it you know they have to be at a certain point in their well, relationship, relationship and so that they can yada yada and, yeah. but but in reality it, it doesn't matter where it is it's just a dumb gag right and that one was like parts of that scene were a little bit funny but it kept Happening again. Right. I mean, it's yeah. just that scene kept happening. Like there was, there are little hints of like the Sasha Baron Cohen genius that, yeah. for one thing, usually you almost miss them. Right. The funniest things in this movie are the things that it's like he squeezes in real fast and you almost don't see it. It's not what's really going on. Right. It's just the lines like when she starts screaming. <laughs> and then he starts screaming back, like, where are the secret bases or right, something? He's yeah. like, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know. Just don't have it die hard. Right. right. I mean, that is like, you know, a kind right. of a funny little yeah. gag. But it's in the middle of what, two or three minutes of this really weird, difficult, nonsensical, stuff. Yeah. tough stuff. Right. Well, I, I mean, you know, this is another thing where it it doesn't give anything away. This is actually one of these types of films where most of the really funny stuff was in the trailer. And one of the funniest lines from And most that of it scene, wasn't even actually in the movie. Right, right. I mean just one of those funny moments is in that scene, that birthing scene and it and you struggle, he struggles, the whole scene has difficulty finding the joke until the end. And this is the part that's in the trailer, you know, he's just like I'm I'm sorry. He gives birth to this baby in this convenience store. And he says, I'm sorry to the to the parents. And they hold their breath in this awe, and they're like, oh, no, what's wrong? And he's like, it's a girl. You know, where's the trash can? And right. that's the funniest part of that whole scene. And it's already ruined in the trailer. And you already have to suffer through so many fumbling attempts at humor right. to get to that point. It just it, it takes the currency of that gag right out from underneath it. But, you know, that that not only because those actors, uh, the the pregnant mother and the I'm assuming the father, you know, weren't blockbuster names. You know, it wasn't Ben Kingsley. It wasn't Anna Faris. It right. wasn't, you know. Um, that's another strength that, that Sasha Baron Cohen has that they don't really, that they should now realize he's he's necessary in need of in for films, which is the bigger stars that he works with, the less strength he has. His His real ability is to just, like, bounce off and play off unsuspecting people. Right. Not 
Oscar winners. Not not, not trying who right. can hold their own. Not trying to act right next to exactly. Ben Kingsley or exactly. And that's not just because Ben Kingsley's been knighted or he was Gandhi or you know nothing. It's just that guy is an actor, and this is not what Sasha Baron Cohen is at his best. It, right. it really undermines his strength in that. But um, yeah, man, that's a real. I, I think w- as as the movie plays out. Uh, I still am going to hold my ground with there's a there's a good movie that could have happened here somewhere. The the basic yeah. premise of the movie could have been good and and what it came down to is he can come up with the premise. Yeah. Even like for Borat or Bruno yeah. or whatever. It's like he can come up with yep. the overall gag we're going to pull and he can come up with a lot of the really great lines. Mhm. Even if, you know, even if we, you know, very loosely spell out a scene and let him go Im- right. improv and, you know, take like 10 shots of it and see what the best thing is that happens or something like that. Right. He can come up with the funny lines and some of them really are hilarious. I mean, some of them are, are really good. Yeah. He can't put a script together, though, right. into something that actually right. works as a movie. And when that goes wrong, it ruins everything else. Right. It, it ruins everything that was good about it because in the end, this was this was like painful to watch. It was really a lot difficult. It. It, I mean, and it's not a it's not a very long movie. It's an eighty three minute movie, and that counts the credits. You know, in eighty three minutes, this is. I mean, I'm not trying to you know be overly dramatic. It's kind of like you're sitting there and things are so painful and so hard and fumbling to get going. It's like being in a dentist chair. You just, you're, you're uncomfortable, you know, and and it seems like it's taking a lot longer. 83 minutes to me felt like it was an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, right. It, it was a very long 83 minutes. So, um, it, yeah, it was, it was plenty long and you know, it, not that I had the greatest expectations for this movie, but yeah, I, well, I, I at least thought that I was going to have a good time. Right. I mean, I, I thought, there was well, a, I didn't there have was, a horrible time, but I didn't have the time I thought we were going to have. I, I had a pretty horrible time. The, <laughs> Thank the, you. There, there, was, there, was, right. uh, there was enough wrong with this. There were, there were so many parts that it was really long and dragging in between anything that I felt like I was yeah. okay with. You know? yeah. Even like another scene that we talked about where, it, you know, at the very beginning of the movie, he's when he's going to get tortured, right? And he comes back at the <laughs> at the torture with this whole, you know, oh, you got th- those are your, yeah, that's what you've got. Oh, th- those are your <laughs> sad yeah. little torture tools and right. everything. That was funny, right? For like the first two times, the first couple of yeah. of gags about <laughs> it, and then it and then it just kept happening and happening and happening, and you got to think like. If everything in this movie would have been as long as it should have been to actually be funny, right? Then it'd be like sixty minute movie, right? Maybe. Right. I, mean, yeah. I mean, then it's like I had a friend uh, tell me, you know, he's like, the problem is you went into the dictator, you know, expecting too much, and that's why you're disappointed with it. And I thought, no, that's not fair at all. That's like saying if you don't know how life works, every day is the greatest day of your entire life. Like you can certainly. You know, you can certainly say that because the negative prospect of, you know, what I was telling him, I was really bitching about the movie to him. And and I was like, that doesn't that doesn't work here because he's been funny in films before. The premise is so similar to Borat. You've got a you've got a foreigner who comes to America and it's basically a comedy of culture clash. That's right. really the genesis of the whole thing. It isn't that that you know the dictator has to discover the true meaning of democracy, which he does at the end of the movie. You know that isn't about sort of. you know sort of well his version of democracy, which is strangely one of the it's not even a funny point of the movie. It's just a really good part of the movie. Right. You know when he's talking to Americans about how lucky they are not to have wireless warrants and you know these crazy things that we already have. Right. Um, how ba- how bad America would be if it was a dictator? Yeah. <laughs> right. It would be. <laughs> all these ways that it actually is. It is. And, I mean, that's when maybe some of the funniest stuff happens, but it's just it's not it's not fair to write it off that you expected too much, because I didn't really expect anything. I just wanted it to be, like, I know what Larry Charles and Sasha Baron Cohen do. Right. You know, this is not their first pairing, and the stuff that they've done before I've found enjoyable. Right. But 
it's almost like looking at films. Um, usually I do this, you know, when I talk about horror films, it's interesting. I'm making a, a small digression, but it's easy to talk about, like, what um, what is interesting about horror films is the way that a society shows you what they're afraid of. And in some way, comedy does the same thing. This is almost like a foreign film made about Americans from for people who've never been to America. They just assume these stereotypes, and there's stereotypes all over the place, um, not the least of which is the dictator. Obviously, that's the biggest stereotype. But all the way down to the, the hippie vegan not shaving anything on her body, Anna Ferris. Well, yeah, and everybody else. There's the Chinese diplomat right. or whatever yeah. who's I, I don't I even don't know, know what kind of stereotype we're working on with I, him, that was really. that, that was, was so many multiple layers and you know Larry Charles and Sasha Baron Cohen they love to like what you said before they just love to to find the humor in something uncomfortable and linger in it and stay in it and to them that's funny right but and to finish my kind of weird digression in the same way that you know, the Japanese in their horror films for a long time were scared of long hair, women, and, and you know, eyeballs. Right. I'm not afraid of any of those things. So I don't find their horror films frightful. I don't find long, uncomfortable, you know, really awkward moments of comedy to be extended to be more funny. I find it to be actually more irritating. Right. So that was a big miss, um, which is really strange because it's really the same kind of film as Borat. Yeah. You know? Well, except... Or it was funny, right? It, it, actually, since you you brought up, I mean, the the big connection in in the movie is when he meets up with the you know not shaving her right. armpits, Zoe, <clears throat> feminist who runs a store that somehow is like a a feminist collective thing like yeah. it, it's got so it's many things it's everything it's got so many things in it that it doesn't even make sense <laughs> right like you can't even figure out what that really means we just it, it's one of those it's things whatever where it's you like, need it to be we just wanted to say it, it's feminist right. too so right. even though that doesn't make sense and that's another thing that i i like about them i like a lot of the stuff in you theory. like the ingredients yeah I, the ingredients I, I like a, great i like a lot of the parts of the of the movie in theory, just not in how they actually played out. And right. and that is one of them because what I thought was potentially great about that mm-hmm. was, you know, we're making fun of dictators sort of, I yeah. mean, it, it's almost weird to make fun of dictators because it, like, really who cares if you make fun of dictators? Right. I mean, it's not like, it's right. not like they're a protected group that you can't <laughs> make fun of as much as you want to. Right. Right. But we're sort of making fun of, I guess, like, you know, Arab and, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess dictators everywhere by the time you're done. Um, but it kind of starts out one geographical They want to focus on the Middle East. But, but, even the, but really it starts with a thank you to Kim Jong-il. Right. So it's dictators everywhere, right? <clears throat> and so we, we pair him with, you know, the hippie, feminist, tree hugger, who doesn't want to offend anyone right. at certain points is still worried that she doesn't want to offend him, right. even when he's completely being a jerk to her. Right. I mean, even when, you know, right. she's still, she's so far that way. Yep. But then it's like, we're, we're making fun of them too. And then we're, yeah. we're making fun of everyone in between and right. it, it's making fun of everything. And I kind of, I, I like the fact that it doesn't, try to present one side as the answer or the solution or mm-hmm. or something there's there's no good side it's not like we're showing the we're showing bad things and then we're showing the good things we're right. just showing another thing to make fun of right. and and it's like everything's being made fun of but it just doesn't actually do it yeah I, yeah I, I don't know the whole it, it just it fell apart so quickly for me that that really I did have a horrible time. I couldn't get a hold of anything really to like because it just it so fell apart all over the place. Yeah. And one of the 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 one part of the movie I liked, which is a horrible part of a movie to like actually, was when he starts working at the place, and they do this kind of montage of his d- daily routine and right. whatever, which is kind of also a weird thing about the movie because you know that there's only like two days left until the end of the movie. Right. 
So this mm-hmm. all had to happen in one day. This was like four hours is, in the afternoon. Which yeah. is, it's a comp- it's strange because in in one way I liked it and it was kind of funny and it was like you know funny things just happened and then we moved on mm-hmm. we we didn't have to like keep doing it or saying it or something like that yeah but it's actually it, it, in a technical way it's it's really kind of filmed wrong because you can't really do a montage like that and have the suggestion be and this is what happened in like two hours while he was at right, work today. Right. That's not like how montages work like right. that. I mean, well, you know, just to defend it, you know, the, the whole notion of that, from my perspective, was Sasha Baron Cohen was like, "Look, I'm in America, and this is where everything goes wrong." You know, his his whole world was fine before he came to America. <clears throat> he comes to America, and everything goes wrong. His whole everything gets flipped upside down. No one believes him. No one does anything for him. Um. It's an interesting moment that it the montage showed um, a political notion that, and I, I agree that I might be reading really far into this, but a political notion that dictatorships work. Right. That, that as much as we're making fun of it, here's why they work, and here's why the system outside of the place where he's the dictator, which is this small hippie co-op right. extravaganza of everything we need it to be in the movie um, – you know, if we need a place where they're growing vegetables, oh, of course, it's upstairs on the roof, so we'll make that, you know, this is the place for it. But it, it's really just a tongue-in-cheek nod to, um, you know, him saying, look, we are making fun of these these people, and they are horrible people. They're monstrous. But let's take a look for a second at, you know, America, and I think you did that, at America and the problem with it. And you take this small little microcosm of it and you put a dictator in charge and it immediately turns 360 degrees and it becomes the most effective place in its environment. I think short of making just a fun medley, though uh, montage, though it was funny in places, that was his point. I'm not even absolutely sure if we're on the air right now anymore. Oh, that would be horrible. It would After be. that, a huge I know. Analysis. I, I, I don't even know. Now we've had some computer malfunction here. And so... Uh, I think we were on the air last time. Hopefully it, it, shut it down. worked. Right. I, I think we were too. But anyway. Yeah. Um, that's my Actually, that, that's a good point. But I should clarify that I was talking about the early one, the first one where... Uh, Things are going wrong. You know, he smacks a guy in the head. When he first started working there and they had the little montage. Oh, the sad montage. He takes, he takes out okay. the trash and it hits the car. Right. And, uh, he smacks the guy and yep. what, whatever. He kicks the kid or something. Right. Whatever. The <clears throat> second one, and that is something that I actually did like. That, if, there's yeah. one, if, there's, if there's one part of the film where I, I actually started – Thinking maybe there are maybe it could be saved. Maybe maybe there's something. Yeah, I loved the fact that he took over and you know took the tree huggery co-op right and became the dictator of it and then everything worked. Yeah, and you know the place was not running very well at first. We had our people were doing all these weird things. We we had our peace, love, and understanding that was you know taking the thing to the brink of ruin, and nothing was getting done. And then he steps in and starts running things like a dictator. Now it's like shiny and new, and everything is gorgeous. Yeah, and still you know. as we're going through the movie, it's one day. It's like... Right, right. <laughs> it's just, well, that, and that's the funny part, which is if you just let a dictator take control, all the right. problems oh, yeah. of your Western culture can be fixed in 35 minutes. That's right. Instantly, everything, it's a whole new world. One, one semi-funny running gag throughout the film, which just made me think of that, is um, throughout the movie when <laughs> when General Aladdin looks at his... his um, his people and makes like the throat cutting. Yeah. And he just expects those people to be, you know, you expect him to basically have them killed. And it turns out that the, the, um, the man in charge of killing all the people that Aladdin is telling, you know, he doesn't need them anymore is a sympathizer against him and just releases them. And they all come to America and right. they all seem to settle in this five block. Radius. And they've all, and it's, they it's all little, know, little Wudea, Wudea, however right. you pronounce it. Wudea. Yeah. It's, it's, I can't remember if it's it's Wudea. The, it, was it was the, just, it was amusing just to see him constantly being like, you know, this person's gone, get rid of them. And, um, and and everybody is and then yeah alive so and well. he he shows up and then he sees his Nadal he sees Nadal at the Mac <laughs> and he goes I'm a Mac genius 
You know, I love that part. That was actually his, funny. He sees his number one person in charge of creating nuclear weapons working at the Genius Store or at the Apple Store. Being it, a it, it certainly says a lot about the movie when you struggle to remember what was funny. You know, I was just about to say it was really amusing when they finally they have a big falling out because. Aladdin wants the the nuclear rocket to have a big sharp point because rockets have to have points or they're not scary. At, at the end of the at, well, at in the, the beginning when he, right. when he gets rid of him, and then at the right. end they have a final you know where they all see make the out. end was funny. And the end was funny because he comes back and he's like, in, in, you know, Your Majesty, we have a sharp point. He goes, Why do you need a sharp point? It's <laughs> why necessary. It, it why would that care? Payload in the last. <laughs> he goes, Are you serious? <laughs> like that's a very funny. That moment. was funny. Yeah. But the problem with the movie is we have to struggle to remember the three or four really funny moments and suffer the other 82 minutes, which weren't very funny at all. Right. And the weird thing was there was so much of the film where you would go, you know, four or five minutes. Right. And I don't – I couldn't even say for sure if it was supposed to be funny. I mean, it was was just stuff that was happening that was not even usually moving you along the narrative either. Right. So it's not like it was this stuff, we have to have this because that's how we'll know how we ended up at this next place, right? It's just some crazy – even things like when they were on the helicopter ride. Yeah. It's like <clears> – <throat> That's a perfect example of the, everything I hate about the movie, by the way. They're they're about to get on, mm-hmm. and we have like 20 seconds of them talking – and it's almost like all they're saying is this is our excuse for why this forwards the narrative. Right. This is like this is our yeah. excuse for being here because we're going to say that we can look at the building and scout it or right. you know some nonsense which it obviously like doesn't even make sense. Right. That, it just exists, that that's what they're doing. This, yeah. And since it's like since it doesn't make sense, then they have to explain it. Right. And then now it, now it suddenly right. makes sense right. because they told us why they're doing it. And right. then, you know, that scene was almost funny. It was almost funny, but it is like everything else the majority of the movie has against it. And I mean like 95% of the film, it's 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 unsure about how to tell a story. You know, so many people who work in movies believe that it's very easy to produce a screenplay. It's actually not. It's It's difficult to make it work. Aside from that, what you don't do is you just don't force things. Like if you're forcing situations, like what you were just saying, you force the components here so that you get the results so you can move the story to where you want it, you've contrived and you've you know convoluted things. And right. this movie is one tense ball of contrived, convoluted storytelling. Right. It just doesn't – it's not that it doesn't make sense. It's that it never feels fluid or easy or natural. And it doesn't have to be compared to, you know, some of the greatest films, whatever your number one film of all time is. It just has to work. Right. And when it doesn't work, you know it. And, and it just doesn't work here. When you, when you have a movie. And that scene is, like I said, sorry, that scene was the perfect example of it because though it's funny, it's just the conversation is so forced and, for and, them to mention. Ridiculous. They work, right. they work, you know, 9-11 in because Porsche has made a 9-11. And right. they make their conversation just suddenly like, hey, when I'm home, I'm driving my new Porsche. She's like, really? What is it? It's a Porsche 9-11. Right. And to then scare I the American it, people. And, and then I crash right. it. Kaboom. And that whole scene is, it's not that I'm an American. It's not that it's too soon. It's not that I have no sense of humor. It's just not funny. That's the right. problem. It's not right. It's not baggage. It's just just the way that it's put together is is completely not funny. But you know, when you when you have a movie and you're working your screenplay right, and things like I just mentioned, they they literally explain why we're going to watch this scene. And every time you do that in your screenplay, it's like. I mean, someone should shock you, first of all, because you know things have gone wrong and are ridiculous because if we didn't explain this, it it would make Make no no kind of sense that we're doing this. And clear, it's not like you could even have a conversation in, like, kind of in passing, like implying right. why, why we're doing that. that happens in it. Because it still wouldn't right. make sense. Right. Because you'd just be going, what? How, how does that make yeah. sense that that's happening? Yep. So you, you actually have to pull back to the place where some character is telling you flat out, mm-hmm. this is our goofy excuse for having this scene right now. Yeah. And that actually happens a few times in this movie. Right. That someone spells out 
why yeah. this craziness is right. happening. Right. I swear, if something else kicks onto the computer. Okay, so, um, well, somewhere in the next few minutes, yeah. whenever, uh, we're going to be joined by a caller, and this might be him. Um, but before he uh, jumps on, I don't, I don't even know if that's him or not. That might just be a, a caller. But well. I'm thinking like a half a star. It, it's it's really funny. I was I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking about it on the drive over. You know, I was originally going to say just a star, but that's too much. I, I'm very close to saying no stars. There, no stars few, at all. There's a few moments, and it's not that I'm not afraid to say F. Like, this movie's a total failure. Right. But it, there actually are a few moments, um, unlike you, like I can appreciate the political thing at the end. Right. The humor there, the, the the dictator taking over the store. Like there are the scene where he rockets and goes across the the wire to get into the hotel. That's actually a very funny scene. Um, the beginning's not so bad. I mean, I, to right. give it a zero. Usually, when I give a, a movie a zero stars, it basically means I should have left. I should have walked out because right. there was nothing left. So unlike the, the, my natural, this did real, have a few things. This had a few things few, that were going for it. it. They yeah. were just. 30 minutes apart from each other, and it really stinks to copy you, but I'm giving it a half star. That's okay. Yeah, we uh, like, Actually, I told you I was giving it a half star earlier. No, you are copying me. Yeah. Like we said before, we really need to be on opposite ends of some movie coming up. Okay, we let's will. see if this is Christopher. Hello? Hello, Hello, caller. Is this Christopher? Yes, it is. Cool. Nice. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I know. It's good to talk, finally. <laughs> it is. It sounds like we've kept him in the closet, gag, <laughs> you know, it, just it, typing away. It is very weird. Just like a few shows ago, when I, you know, I got stuck because I had to say the name that I've never heard right. anyone say. It's a very weird thing to have. You know, it's the modern age, I guess. Right. But you can have like kind of. Uh, I think. I think your first review on Are You Screen was like in August or something. Yeah, so three it's minutes been, or less. It's been forever, wow. and yet, you know, this is just the world we're in, right? Yeah. So um, I think we're going to kind of give you a fair amount of free space because we're as done talking about the dictator as we can be. So, <laughs> right. So how was Battleship? Um. Well, actually, it wasn't that bad. I would have to agree with uh, the people Shane was talking to. I Like, going in, my expectations were pretty much as low as you could get, like, below the surface of the earth low but uh, <laughs> right. it was not I mean it's not it's not an amazing film it, it's, it's a summer film that's a lot of fun um, but one thing one thing I liked about it is it knew that it was it was not it didn't have like this epic sense to it where like, like there's so much like lore and, and legend and you know like it feels like some movies uh, a lot of the summer movies recently kind of feel like reading, like, RPG text where, you know, you're just getting, like, yeah. a bunch of exposition about, you know, this character and this stuff that you don't really care about. But so it, um, it was just it was just sort of happy to be what it was. Yeah. And it knew what it was, it sounds like. It knew it was really a big popcorn summer film. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it was, it was cheesy. You know, it had the... Twice it had the lines where, like, you know, the, right when the curse word comes in, it cuts out. And, oh, uh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to keep it yeah. PG-13 <laughs> Those rating. weren't the best moments, but um, but it, it was actually, I was pleasantly surprised. It was, um, it kind of, it reminded me more of, like, how action films used to be in the 90s. Uh, right. Like, that felt where, like, you know, I don't know, like Top Gun or Speed or stuff like that, where obviously it's not, it's not a great film, but it's fun because it knows that it's not a great film. Right, right. And then the, it just, there, there has really been a trend recently that big, crazy summer movies feel like they have to transcend have, their own genre. Yeah, they like have to have like thing. delusions yeah. of grandeur yeah. or something. Yeah, be what you are and be great at it, and that's enough. That's kind of, I mean, the Avengers didn't have to do anything crazy. Right. On the other hand, it could just be you know this whole problem Shane was having with. It, the opposite, like you had no expectations, right? So yep. it was good. And if you could, if you could go to the movie and just have low enough expectations, then <laughs> maybe you'll enjoy it. I don't know. I, 
Well, I, I'm actually, interested now. Actually. Yeah, I've got two questions, Christopher. Yeah, is there is there any point during the movie, and it doesn't make or break this for me, really. I, I actually am curious enough about wanting to see it, and I'll be in the perfect mood to just have a popcorn explosion, you know, summer film experience here sometime in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure. Is there any time in the movie where somebody says the line, you know, B three or G four, or <laughs> is there any battleship like nod? You know, to the game. Is there a yeah. tongue-in-cheek reference to something that's like a, that? That's a good question, actually. Is is there any connection at all? You know, or the do game? they say, or do they say they sank our battleship, or we sank? You know, is there <laughs> is there anything that you know pop culture that's tied to the to the board game that is in this movie? Yeah, they they don't. I I kept waiting for you know we sank your battleship or something. They didn't actually use that line, but they did work in. There's this whole action uh, sequence where they had they basically it's like a they create this grid. By using um, like all the the buoys in the ocean. <laughs> that's and awesome. So, of course, that's a, to the game. Yep. Yeah. So and then they'll say like you know, whiskey three, and that like, that's where they fire on. The, all right. Okay. So, so that's yeah, the they actually idea. did work it, and it didn't. At least I I thought it was kind of a fun way to work it in. I didn't feel like you you know it was. Right. It didn't sound contrived. It sounded like right. you know let's have a little bit of fun with it because again like what you said we know what we are we're not trying to be anything else let's just let's have fun. Yeah, that's not too bad actually. Yeah, that's cool. to do some kind of that kind of a grid thing. I, I don't know. And then and then they shoot stuff and then they go <laughs> we missed. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Did. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not bad actually. I, w- I was really wondering uh, it, actually years ago. When I first heard, you know, then the announcement was they're making a movie based on Battleship. I know, and that's all they, oh, and that's, that's all, all they I tell heard. you, right? That's all I heard. That, that's all they tell you. You don't get any information, and then you go, "What, what could that mean? <laughs> yeah, right? what, what, what really? could that possibly be like? Right. Where they we're making one based on Connect Four. I mean, right. it's like right. I can't wait. That has, Shoots and Ladders is coming out next fall. That has, that has no reference. Okay, so if you had to. Yeah, what's your go with the this? star what's rating? What what's your stars? I I would probably go with three and a half. Um, out of five. Out of five, yeah, yeah. Nice, it, nice. It that's, got that's that's a good summer time. Yeah, it's, it's like two hours and twenty minutes almost. Yeah, and like that's the only problem. At the end, like they wow, keep throwing one that. obstacle after another after another, and you know, like I, I kind of get this by now. Um, right. So like I I was actually really like I was thinking of giving it four stars until the. And then it just it kind of kept going, and I yeah. just wanted to stop by then. But uh, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like game over. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and you know that's that's another thing too, which I find really surprising actually. That that that's just the way that the universe has gone. Is that everything has to be so long now? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's another thing when you're talking about going back to like the '90s and just a good action movie of the '90s. I mean, it was not all that long ago, except that I'm old, so I guess for some people, it actually, it never existed, maybe, I don't know, but <laughs> it, it wasn't that long ago that, like, every movie was an hour and 45 minutes, and right. like, yep. and that was, like, it. Right. I mean, if a movie came out and it was two hours, people the would only, go, wait a minute, what right. the heck the only reason, on? there was a, There was a time where the only reason a movie was getting close to, if not exceeding two hours, was it was a super crazy drama. Right, you know, and it was Oscar contention. Like right. you know, if you, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. If you had, if you had an action film, or just a buddy buddy film, or even just like a sci fi movie, the the standard running time is ninety five minutes to an hour and forty five. Right, and it's almost like if you go over that, you're like, wait, what are you making? What are you? What is this? Why? Right, there, there, there was actually a a really long time when there, I remember there were several movies. Yeah, that were at one point going to come out or like the director wanted them to be or something like two hours. Yeah. And, you know, the producers would say, you, you'd, hear, like, you'd no. hear about it in like the movie news, right? right. That, like the producers or the studio or whatever would be like, you know, no one's going to sit in that movie for that long. You have right. to make it an hour right. and 45 <laughs> or you have to make it an hour and a half or something like that. Yep. And now I just don't understand why every big crazy action movie thinks that it has to be well, it's the Michael two, Bay. I mean, even yeah, two, hour, two, even two yeah. hours is right. one thing. Two hours and 20 minutes. I mean, if if you couldn't cut 40 minutes out of this movie. I'm not trying to be, like, very simplistic about it, but 
some of the suits that make decisions, they're not, they don't pay attention. They're not smart about why films are successful. You've got people like Michael Bay and James Cameron who make these opus films, these two-hour and 35-minute action films, and they think the reason we're not making another $100 million is because it's not long enough. They just don't understand the components that make successful things. They just think that it's like magnetic fridge poetry, and if you put them in the right order, you right. always get what you want. The formula isn't always the reason that you get the results you get, and they right. don't understand that. And sometimes, like what Christopher is saying, you just you need to be able to rein in and be like, that's awesome, you guys still have another $70 million for your budget. You know, Make the credits look a little flashier. Right. You, don't have to, you don't have to make it another half hour long. I right. get it. All right, so uh, what else was bad about the movie? Because I need... Yeah, what's the worst thing about the film? I need something to be bad about the movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're in that mood. Um, Well, I mean, there were some, you know, the corny lines I mentioned before, which some of them were better than others, but, you know, know, after they they cut off after the word mother, like, twice. Right. You know, and it's like, I don't know. uh, So some of the dialogue wasn't the best. Um, and then I'm I'm sure a lot of, like they went pretty uh, full steam ahead into the the you know raw raw military thing, which yeah. you know I don't have a I mean that's fine it's fun for those people but like there's a twist at the end that I don't I don't know if I want to get into it but it's sort of well no you better not give away the twist right no, I, I didn't know, I, know. I would never have expected Battleship I, I had twist. no idea there wow <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah I know. But uh, it's, it, it sort of it's like kind of pandering to um, a certain age demographic who probably aren't going to see the movie anyways. But that's um, actually that that's an interesting that point. Think that's it, an interesting point actually. I yeah. think. I mean, to do that sort of thing, it it really is kind of wow. probably aiming at a mistaken right. demographic. Right. Thinking they've got this and then not hitting it. So right. Now, so is it just Transformers? That's the real question. Everybody <laughs> water, keeps asking. Water Transformers. Is, yeah, are, are they are they just big giant Transformers or basically what? the yeah the um, I mean it's huge metal machines that are obviously in, at least inspired by I guess you could say politely uh, from by Transformers. Um, but like one of the reasons I have, one of the problems I have with the Transformers movies is that there is so much. Like you know, lore or whatever about these where these people come from, and 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 I just don't really care about any of that. But they don't they don't explain at all like who these people are. You know, they they just serve as the villains, and right. then they let it go from there. It's just, just we're it, under attack. It's, like, it's just, just these are aliens. Them. Yeah, <laughs> that's like um, not too long ago I watched The Darkest Hour when it. It came out on DVD, and I reviewed that, and that was the same sort of thing. And in that in that case, it it is kind of okay, because it's like you know, boom, the whole planet's practically destroyed, right? So yeah. who's around? Because it's one of those that one's one of those movies where it's like everyone's gone. I mean, right. it's it's like um, what's that TV show with Noah Wiley that is like yeah. the same um, thing? The alien. Falling yeah, the the aliens come in and like everything's gone and it's just boom instantly. Yeah, that's how that goes in the darkest hour. And so who's gonna find out anything, right? right. Uh, yeah. all that is that movie's just about a few kids and they're running, right? So right. they're not, you know, getting into the military computers <laughs> or they don't, right. you know, they, if there was something to find out, they're not gonna find it out anyway. Right. So then that is okay, I guess. But but so you didn't like that in this movie. Uh, no, you, I, I did. did like the, that fact that it did. It was just like the aliens, and I didn't. I didn't need an explanation. I didn't really care for an explanation about you know. I mean, they they tell you a little bit, and they come basically. They come from this planet that's a Goldilocks planet. You know, that is close enough to the yeah. sun from its solar system that that there can be life on Earth. Um, one thing that I didn't have a problem with, but I'm expecting to hear a lot of people complain. Is the the way the aliens actually looked? Like eventually they they do come out of their ships and they they you get to see what they look like. Yeah. Um, oh, and they they look like I think I heard something about this. How do they look? They well, they look like somebody from Mass Effect or something. Kind oh, really? of. I mean, they they look like Ron Perlman, sort of like in right. Sons of Anarchy or something. It, it's kind of they're. 
that's a whole different thing. Maybe look at, look at like <laughs> somebody from Mass came in, right? That's cool. Yeah, they're that's... they're really humanistic, like more so yeah. than any any movie I can think of. So I don't, I was okay with that because I you know you see the same sort of um, creature looking aliens all the time. So it didn't bother right. me, but I know that I know some people I know would be mad that oh they they just look like humans. Huh. Oh, that's that's not what I heard. Yeah. I guess. Huh. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Anyway, that is kind of weird, though. That It kind of throws you a little bit. People are pretty finicky with what they want their aliens to look like. It's they really are. are. You know, they either want them to look like Whitley Stryber's Communion, you know, the typical Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the thin, right. thin bodies yeah. and fingers and big heads, or they want them to look like something we've never, ever imagined. Something completely some crazy. You know, right. and every once in a while you just get someone who's like, ah, let's just draw up something, you know, and we'll give it tentacles right. or it can float or, yeah, know, it, it'll I mean, like the, the main weird thing about them was that they, they had, like, lizardy eyes and then they had, like, four fingers instead of five. That kind of right. worked as a claw. Huh. Ah, right. Huh. Well... Well, uh, wait. I guess I guess this is my last thing. Is you've got me interested to see Battleship? Have we got you interested to see the Dictator? Well, I hope not. Um, I wasn't was completely negative I'm not as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we it's took down, the it, wind out of your sails for that. Yeah. I mean, I really it thought is, it I is only eighty-three minutes. I mean, you could you could order a pizza at a very busy pizzeria and go check out the film and come out and get it. And right. <laughs> I don't know. Now I want to make people go. I want to. I want to get as many people as I can to see the dictator. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. Just some kind of like Schadenfreude or something. Yeah. You want people to have bad yeah. experiences yeah. or something? You, you know. Well, I thought. I thought maybe you know. I thought maybe our review was so entertaining and awesome that it would make people be like, ah, oh, these guys can't be all that, or we want to find out if they're right, and yeah. maybe we would make people go, and then they would be like, wow, they were really, really, really right. <laughs> it's really not that good at all. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's funny actually because when people email me uh about reviews that I write, yep. I get a lot more and then you never know that maybe the other people just don't email me or something, right? But, right? but I get a lot more emails um about just that thing. I'll write a negative review review and someone will say, I went to go see it just because <laughs> right. I thought you probably were completely wrong. Because something that I give a really, really low rating, right? Right. And I, I get that more than I get something that I give five stars to, write this glowing review and yeah, have sure. people go, Yeah, you're, you're right. right. Yeah. It's really it's <laughs> yeah, really that, that good. I've gotten that too. But, um what's the next film you're gonna see, Christopher? Um I I I wanted to see Dark Shadows. Sort of. I know you guys saw that last week. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'd I, I be curious. I'd be curious I, what I you think, think of it. Actually, it'll yeah. be interesting. I, st- uh, you know. I still think it's kind of worth seeing, even yeah. though okay. it really irritated me. And <laughs> it really see, irritated I think him. it's it's funny the way that that movie worked for me because I think it, my reaction to that was very specific me reaction because the part when I liked it at first I think you know my liking of it was very me specific and not necessarily representative of anyone else's experience. I thought I think when I started hating it Mm-hmm. I think that was really just me just too. You. I mean that was that was my yeah. own reaction that is not necessarily what's going to happen to other people either. And I mean it it had its moments of fun. Yeah. I guess. So cool. uh I think okay, so Christopher, I think we're going to let you go. Okay. Um we're almost done here and we're we're really just going to wrap up, but thanks yeah. so much for calling in. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. That was very cool and I I'm oddly interested to see the yeah, movie now, and I, I had I had no interest in seeing it. <laughs> you just want to see Alien Ron Perlman uh, up till now? No, because <laughs> no, because you know what? I mean, he he writes at the site, and and yeah. I, I agree pretty closely, just like with you, with yeah. with most of the reviews that he right. writes. So, right. yeah, I mean, if, if he's saying it's it's, it's worth time. watching, then now right. now I want to go see it. Right? Yeah, it's really if you go in with low expectations, it's, it's just a fun movie. It's not that bad. Cool. And also for uh, completionist people, stay to the end of the credits. It's... Oh, okay. okay. There's All right, that's good to know. End of the credits, right? Stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Wait yeah. till cool. they get done. Nice. Alrighty. Okay. Good well, to you guys. Yeah, you yeah. too, man. Thanks a lot again. Yeah, no problem. All right. Bye. Bye. 
So now the question, too, is I guess we have to see Men in Black 3. Yeah. I think that's the only, I think that's, I think that's the only thing happening right. next week. So, yep. so we're at that point where uh, we should really be wrapping up, and there's – you know, obviously, We've totally no sense, no sense, that. no sense in going on. Yeah, it just thoroughly disappointing. Yeah. And I thought I was probably you were talking about people talking about your expectations. Right. I thought I was going in with perfectly fine expectations. I did too. I I, I didn't think it was going to be anything fantastic. Right. I just thought I just thought there were going to be some laughs, and right. I was thought it was going to be. A I was going to have an okay time. Right. And it did not even live up to those low nope. expectations. You would, right. <laughs> you would think if the expectations are going to be wrong, uh-huh. I would have really high expectations. Right. And then I wouldn't like it, which right. I did not have those expectations. Right. So uh, I think we've we've yeah. covered we've covered that movie as much as we can. We both pretty much hated it, really. Yeah. And don't go see it. So right. <laughs> there you go. And awesome. I guess next week, yeah, Men in Black Three. I'm. Almost positive. There's nothing else. I don't think interesting coming out. Right. So, and uh, I'm yeah. not especially looking forward to Men in Black Three. Oh, this would be interesting either. <laughs> All right. So, we'll uh, thanks a lot for listening in, and we will see you next week. Thanks. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.